Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries YouTube videos. I'm John Cook. The purpose of these YouTube videos is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day that it was written. Today we are continuing our study on the pastoral epistles. This is lesson number five and deals with 1 Timothy chapter 5, where we're given general instructions for the local church. We now join in progress, part four of our continuing study. Not only if she brought up children, but if she lodged strangers, she's hospitable. Her behavior showed hospitality. She looked out for the needs of others. Revelation 12 and verse 13, distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. You know, I think about years ago, I was just a young missionary on the road traveling by myself. And a pastor, and a pastor told me about a certain lady in his church, an elderly, an elderly widow, and how she opened her house up to take care of visiting missionaries and evangelists. She was given to hospitality. Acts chapter 16, verses 14 and 15, tells us about a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple in the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God. She heard the apostle Paul preaching, whose heart the Lord opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of by Paul. And when she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, saying, if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. She made available her home for these preachers. That's hospitality. I can remember when I was just a child how my mother and my dad would open our home up to care for missionaries that were coming through, and evangelists. I think of one that he and his wife were young and just starting out. The mama and dad met them and told them, said, anytime you're in our area, feel free to come to our home, and we'll put you up. And I remember one Sunday night, we came home from church, and they were sitting on our, on our couch. <laughs> they had... They had Invited themselves in with nobody there. Mom and dad put them up. My brother and I slept on what we called Baptist pallets. That's a blanket, maybe a pillow thrown on the floor. But that's hospitality, and that's what this woman was like, and that's what the widows are supposed to be like. She uses hospitality, as the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 9. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. That means you let people come into your home and you take care of them and you feed them. And you don't grudge them the time. If she had washed the saints' feet, that's humility, brother. Like Abraham of old, Genesis chapter 18 and verse 4 says, Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. He provided refreshment. Like Rebecca in Genesis chapter 24, 
verses 15 through 21. And then verse 32 says, It came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebekah came out, which was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was fair, very fair to, to look upon, a virgin. Neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant, Abraham's servant, who was looking for a wife for Isaac, he didn't know what to think. He prayed and said, Lord, let it be this way. And he gave some specific conditions. Well, she comes up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hastened, let down her pitcher upon her hand, and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I'll draw water for thy camels also, until they have done drinking. Hospitality. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran again unto the well to draw water, and drew all for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So here's Abraham's servant asking God for some very specific direction. And God answers his prayer. And the man, verse 32 says, came into the house. He ungirded his camels, gave straw and provender for the camels and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him. This is hospitality. This is the hospitality that God's looking for in the widows who trust God. Not just looking for beauty, but for hospitality. If she have relieved the afflicted, that means she's looked out for those who are ill and who have needs. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 17 says, Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. All this is dealing with what she's done outside of herself and outside of doing for herself what she's done for others. Now, if she have diligently followed every good work, diligent, she's diligent, she's busy about it, she's, she's dedicated to it. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10 says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's diligence to the service of God. A zeal to do good for the service of the Lord towards others. Not doing it just for the praise of men, but doing it for the Savior. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14 says, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purifying to himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That's the intention of God in saving us, is that we would be zealous of doing good works. All is done diligently, with application, not careless, but careful. Titus 3 and verse 8 says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto man. So when we come to verse 11 of 1 Timothy chapter 5, he says, but the younger widows refuse. Why? For when they have begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry. Is there something wrong with getting married? 
Is there something wrong with a widow getting remarried? Well, Romans chapter uh, 7 tells us there's nothing wrong with it. But there seems to be something missing here. What is it? Well, there's a word before that, that they will, before they will marry. What is the problem? Well, the problem is they will begun, they have begun to wax wanton against Christ. That word wanton means careless living. They're living a careless life. They're living a life not considering what God wants, but only what they want. We would call it selfish living. So even their marriage is not marrying for the Lord or not marrying in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 39 says, The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord. That's not a wanton life. That's seeking the will of God. So a wanton life is a life that's being lived contrary to the Lord Jesus Christ, like Israel in the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 15, God said, But Jeshurim waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen fat, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. What's the problem? He's gotten clear of God. He's gotten tired of God. He's decided that he knows better than God. And so the widow that waxed wanton knows better than God. So she doesn't seek the will of God. She seeks her will. And that's why you're not to take in a younger widow. What's the outcome? Well, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 12 says, having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. Now, this damnation is not condemnation to hell. It's condemnation of their actions and their behavior. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 20 says, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. So it's, so it's they're doing something that God doesn't want them to do. In James chapter 3 and verse 1, he says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Look out for becoming your own master. Look out for wanting to run your own life. And that's what these younger widows will do. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17 says, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? What was the problem with these young widows? They become wanton and they cast off their first love and they cast off their first faith. Their first faith is the faith they had at the death of their husband. She trusts God, that God would take care of her. But now... She casts that off and determines she's got to take care of herself and seeks out a husband. If she goes to the church for help, like those in Acts chapter 6, it seems that by doing that, she's saying, I'm going to trust God and only God, and that's it. I'll remain true to God. But she breaks that vow, cast off her faith in God. She throws it away, and that brings sin into her life, the sin of living a wanton life. Because their life is based upon the flesh and fleshly desires. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. 
Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast. And you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.